right. I know I said it last week, but welcome to True Patriot Podcast, episode 45. Again. 45 again. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little off in our... Um, That's never happened before. <laughs> honestly, I don't think it has. You think it has? It's definitely happened before. All right, this is actually episode 45 for real. <laughs> yep, we counted them. Yep, we counted them. Now, Apple... Apple like, counts them for us. Yeah, Apple counts them for <laughs> you. All you have to do is look and you can Thank see. Thank you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? It's July third today no second 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 man <laughs> uh episode date if you're listening to this it's july 3rd yes if you listen to this it's july 3rd. yes yeah <laughs> did the uh the fourth of july being on a well, gosh a tuesday, a tuesday that really screws everything up. yeah it's kind of an inconvenience yeah are you you are you gonna work on monday i am yeah you are see that's yeah. it like breaks it up so but i figure like i don't know most people take the just take a vacation day, so I figure there's probably not going to be a whole lot going on. Oh yeah, it's going to be a pretty uh, simple, laid back day. So, like, no one's going to want to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody wants to be there. Oh man, like, I think yeah, companies should have just like called that one chalked up as a loss. But yeah, whatever. You get the same thing around like Christmas that you know that week in between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, you not a lot gets done usually <laughs> worldwide. So, well, it is. You're here in studio. Yeah, so yeah, that's I was, cool. Was in town for uh, family fireworks Extra- festivities and extravaganza. Yeah, so uh, we actually stayed in town last night and uh, figured it'd be easier to just come over here and do it. Went off without a hitch, huh? Oh yeah, huh? there were a co- <laughs> there were a couple hitches. Uh, yeah, so my my wife's uh, aunt and uncle they have a big farm out uh, eastern Ohio, and uh, you know they buy a bunch of fireworks and uh, as Americans do as Americans do. And uh, a couple years ago, they asked me to be the guy that sets them up, and lights them off, and uh, so I'm still doing. I've been doing it the last like I don't know five or six years, maybe. So it's just you? No, um, I got. I'll say I, I've got some other. You know my. Brother-in-laws, my uh, cousins, stuff like that. They're all, they yeah. come out and help too. So it's usually like a committee of yeah. firebugs. I think, we had, I think we had five last night, and uh, yeah, it went off. We had a couple scares, uh, <laughs> fireworks shooting in random directions instead of straight up in the air. But uh, nobody hurt. And that's that's what matters. Have you ever seen that video? It's like a family in like it looks like they're in like a subdivision, and they like start letting the fireworks off and the, the whole family sitting like 20 feet from them. Yeah. And then like the thing flips over and starts shooting under the car. And yeah. Just like, yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> happened, but it didn't go under a car. We were far enough out in the field that it, uh, it's like it just blew up in the middle of the field. It like turned so. into a bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's cra- It's crazy. <laughs> that was, that's a crazy video. It's, it's scary. It, when it, that makes, happens. it makes it, <laughs> that video makes its rounds every 4th of July. Man, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, we got some fireworks. We're going to try a lot tonight. Yeah, if the weather cooperates. Yeah, but it's raining. It's raining right now, but I think I think it's supposed to stop. So I actually do. Yeah. I, it said rain, and then it's like scattered thunderstorms the rest of the day. It was supposed to rain there all day yesterday yeah. um, out where that party was, and 
we didn't get any rain. It was beautiful. There was nice breeze. Nice, you know, really, a little bit overcast, but uh, I mean, the sun kind of peeking out from behind the cloud every once in a while. But it was a beautiful day. Uh, I hope you guys make it out to the lake. I think that we're planning on it as long as it uh, doesn't rain. So Too crappy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Oh, so how's the rest of your week? Anything notable? Yeah, I got a <laughs> I got a story that I think you're going to enjoy. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. So there's a hole in the wall in my hallway mm. outside of our bedrooms. Mm. Any guesses on how that hole got there? I would have to say it probably starts with an H. <laughs> you would think so. It does not. It starts with a G. No. Yeah. So he, uh, Gary, uh, he decided he wanted to be Spider-Man. And he starts climbing up the walls, you know, like putting a foot on oh. each side of the, he's in the hallway, putting a foot and hand on each oh, side. Yeah. And he's like scaling up, trying to touch the ceiling, you Ninja know. Ninja warrior in it. Yeah. And his foot goes through the wall. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> so, of course, he uh, scared to death. <laughs> so he, uh, you know, this is like, we're giving the baby a bath and trying to get him ready for bed and when all this is going on. And Gary's climb scale trying to <laughs> climb. Yeah. Here. That that's just you know, that that's pretty typical night at our house. So my God. Uh <laughs> so he comes in uh to my wife, gives her a big hug and goes, Mommy, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like, Yeah, I love you too. And he goes, I got something to tell you. I put a hole in the wall. She's okay. Um, <laughs> think I was thinking when he told me, I was thinking it was just a little hole. No, it's about the size of his foot. Uh, it's you know, yeah, like six inches wide. <laughs> it's pretty big. So I'll have to. Uh, I got to patch that up. Get it patched up. Yeah, paint so, everything. Whole deal. Day. Uh, of course, uh, my my wife sent that picture to family, and you know, sent it to my mom, and my mom just said, first of many." <laughs> uh, yeah i first of many. i put a couple holes in walls <laughs> growing up so remember uh we put a few in at my dad's house yeah <laughs> i feel like that's just part of having boys you know you're like if you don't want holes in your wall build your house out of concrete <laughs> put cinder blocks up right yeah, drywall man. is going to get damaged it's what happens <laughs> that's bad man uh my week's just been continually continuing battles with the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> she's just every time every day I come home, she's outside. She's on the electric fence. She's doing pretty good. She's yeah. staying in our yard. That's good. Granted. Now she's just decided she likes to dig holes in our landscaping right by my sidewalk. And I come home every day and she's dug another hole. And it's all like burrowed up and my yeah. my sidewalk's covered in dirt and mulch and i'm obviously makes me mad and frustrated yeah yeah and i whatever stick her nose in it smack with the paper and <laughs> put her in the kettle and make try to make a big deal out of it like i don't really you know it's just annoying right but it's been every single day well she's probably trying to dig up the fence so that she can run <laughs> well every day and then uh this is a funny story the other night um I go to put Stella down to bed. She falls asleep on the couch. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jess has already got Sylvie down there in bed. And I go down. I'm carrying Stella in the dark. 
and I feel my foot mm. step on something squishy in the darkness mm. and you know instantly I'm like mad like raging like yes. <laughs> like what the hell yes. oh barefoot so, so then I'm hopping on one <laughs> foot because I don't want to spread it through the house yeah, yeah. I smushed that poop yeah. into my carpet yeah. like that I was so mad about that because then, then that becomes <laughs> a worse cleanup job yeah so then I'm hopping on one foot to lay Stella down in her bed asleep and then I'm hopping on one foot back because, you know, it was barefoot too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hopping up the back. Yeah. And I was like, Jess, I was like, did you not let, didn't you just let Jojo out? She's like, yeah, she was just out. She just peed. I'm like, you got to give her some time to poop. <laughs> you know, like you got to give her some time. You got to, puppy's just like, she's like, well, she acted like she wanted to come back in. I'm like, well, you, you got to walk around with that dog for like at least five minutes yeah at least a few yeah so it wasn't really jojo's fault because she like we have a little uh bell on our door and she yeah. rang the bell to go outside she did everything she's supposed to do and yep. we're blaming jess on this one <laughs> did you make jess clean it up no <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have made her you should have made her wash her foot and everything <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is i was all mad because i'm i don't know you know you step in poop, you're just raging. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, <laughs> instantly pisses you off. Yeah. Jess was laughing. Yeah. You, know, you think this is funny? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like she's like, I'm just laughing because you're so mad. And I'm like, <laughs> but, tensions were high. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Whatever. That's funny. This dog is a menace. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Puppies, man. Well, what do you got for, uh, Patriot this week. My Patriot this week is Jolene Bumpquo. She is a Belgian shot putter. Wow. And her, uh, after she's, she's, uh, in this track meet over in, uh, Europe, her team is up against uh, relegation. They're getting ready to get bumped down to the, to the next, uh, division. And they needed as many points as they could get. So, they needed her to run hurdles. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a near and dear to your heart. This was of. very near and dear to my heart. Yes, Jake was a shot putter. I was a shot putter, and I also tried hurdles one time, <laughs> and it did not go well. But okay, so she ran some hurdles. She ran some hurdles. Um, so just run it. Just her completing the event got her team two points in the overall standings. Um, <laughs> So she ran it by, it wasn't like no re, there is no hurdle really. This is just an individual. This is, yes, this is just an individual event. <laughs> um, she finished the 100 meter hurdles in 32.81 seconds. Wow, that's a long time. That's a long time. Um, the next slowest was 19 seconds faster than her. So <laughs> That's embarrassing. A little bit, but uh, I think it was, she was a good sport about it. Uh, you know, you could see, Everybody else running a normal hurdles race. She's like stepping over the hurdles and <laughs> just kind of running to the next one. Step over the hurdles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, she didn't get enough points and the team was still relegated. They finished 14th in the, in the meet. So, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what? They, she was running that. She and, was running that to try to avoid to, that. To try to, try to, to bump them up the standing so that they'd 
be able to stay there. Yeah. Uh, like they needed her to place and get point. Like they're like, <laughs> you gotta count here or, or somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Unfortunate, but uh, good story. Yeah. That was very near and dear to my heart. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember you running, you ran a couple, they call it the fat man relay. Yeah. That, at the end of every track season, or was it the end? It's just once a year. Yeah, we we always did big like, John Glennon Invitational. Yeah, well, we we always did. No, I wasn't fucking running anything at that. <laughs> that got, that thing got competitive. We always did like a relay meet every or every every event is a relay. It's like a series of relays, and uh, even the throwing is a relay because they combine your team scores together, right? Yeah. Um. So they one of the things that they did there was was the thrower relay. You had to be a thrower in order to run in it. Yeah, but the unpolitically correct name was... <laughs> the Fat Man Relay. Fat Man Relay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was always fun. That was always hilarious. <laughs> but I remember, you know, the 400 meters, no joke. No. It, well, it was usually a four-by-one, but uh, our last year, they we were going to run it at just a normal meet because we didn't do the relay meet. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like wanting to to do a four by one, and then the meet got canceled, or uh, we ended up going to a different meet, and somehow they talked us into doing a four by four. Because at the end of the meet, at the end of the, it's the last meet, the last <laughs> event of the meet. So we're like, yeah, whatever, we'll just do a four by four. So I ran the first leg of that. Oh gosh! And I was completely gassed by the end of it. I was dead. Oh, the yeah. only thing I could do was just crash in the infield and just lay there <laughs> yeah dude it's bad when i left that meet of course i i threw up a lot uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah every time i would run we talked about this before every time i would do any conditioning and <laughs> practice i would throw up so well, this this was no different i of course was throwing up at the finish line and uh your dad actually was uh he he'd always bring his camera and take pictures of everything so he, he was would. taking pictures of me throwing up in the trash can at the finish line of that yeah. race there's pictures yeah. of you like you had a <laughs> We had those track uniforms. They're tight fitting, yeah. like a spandex shirt, and you had a headband on, yep. like a LeBron James. <laughs> yep, a uh, white headband, white headband, and yep. sunglasses. You look, <laughs> and I yeah. remember you. I remember when you started that one off. You were cruising. You were moving fast. Yeah, you know, well, feeling I, good. Well, but then it's, I was running it with people who normally run that race. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like trying to keep up a little bit. Yeah. If I would have ran the, the last leg, I wouldn't have gone so hard because I would have been, it would have already been over. But well, yeah, you weren't taking it easy. I was not taking it easy. And no. Anybody that's ever ran a 400 meter, like as hard as they can. I mean, even the top level, like yeah. when, when you finish that, you're it's, just laying on rough. the ground. Yeah. Even the elite athletes. So I was I was laying on the ground and the <laughs> only there were I was uh there were only two people left at the track by the time I was able to get up and move <laughs> after that. And those were the coaches that were tearing down the finish line and putting everything away. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every other athlete, parent, fan, everything. Everyone left. <laughs> I was the only one. You just like leave me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got your dead body on the battlefield. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, my Patriot of the week—it's a little heavier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but this was um in Albion, Michigan. I shared this video on I think the True Patriot Industries page. Mm-hmm. It's a rough one to watch, but there's the Albion police in Michigan responded to a 911 call. 
in heroic fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, they stormed into a house that a little kid. So there's four children in the house, mm-hmm. and one of the siblings called nine one one and said, "My mom's trying to kill us." Yeah. Wow. So these Albion police show up in heroic fashion. They there's a whole body cam thing, and I posted mm-hmm. it on the social media. Kind of tough to watch. Um, guy busts through the front door. Um, they're acting. The cops are acted very quickly, mm-hmm. and they going through the house. You know, having to do some. You know, obviously like tactical clearing measure. Like they don't know who else is in the house. Yeah, they got their guns drawn. They're trying to find the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to the bathroom, and the door's locked. Well, the cop instantly kicks, kicks down the door, door and to the horror of everyone you know there's a mom drowning her two-year-old under the bath faucet and he gets the mom out of the way and she's obviously having a complete mental breakdown yeah and he gets the child away from the mom the child is limp the child has two stab wounds and it's just heartbreaking to see the other cop obviously restrains the mom and he's doing CPR on the two-year-old at this point. And like it's it, a bad, a bad situation, but eventually he's, you know, he's like, breathe, baby, breathe. And you know, he mm-hmm. can tell in his voice how scared he is and how sad mm-hmm. and horrified. Eventually child coughs up a bunch of water and is alive. Wow. And, uh, man, scary, it, scary, intense. And like, the fact that those dudes went in there so fast, mm-hmm. like that kid was seconds away from yeah. being dead. And yeah. uh, those guys, I think mean, we see it's easy to criticize police, mm-hmm. you know, but they did their job mm-hmm. in heroic fashion yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was a series of split second decisions and they yeah. all happened to be the exact perfect decision right yeah <laughs> they were like just in time yeah it's how you want to think you know mm-hmm. you know it's how you want to think that you you would act yourself in a situation right. like that but you know to see someone actually do it and do everything right and perfectly and save a kid's life yeah man it was something to see i mean if you guys want to check that video out uh man it, it's kind of hard to watch yeah but at least you know like, yeah it ends up good but that mom man it's crazy. Well, sounds like she's going to be going where she needs to be. Dude, the craziest thing is like her bond is only 500,000. It's that's really not that high. Like Yeah, uh I mean it's high, but it, it's high. She probably ain't got it, right? <laughs> yeah, but man. Yeah. Well, shout out to those guys. It didn't release the officers names, but we know who they are and Everybody else does. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm just thankful there's guys like that out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cops deal with a lot of stuff, like unsung horrors mm-hmm. that, you know, don't really get recognized on a daily basis. Yeah. And I know it's like cliche, and I could make a cop a Patriot of the Week about every, every week. week. Yeah. And I kind of do that. <laughs> but, I mean, those guys deserve a endless credit. Endless yeah. credit. Yeah. And that's... I'm going to keep doing it. I don't care. (laughs) You know? Yep. Um, well, real talk. 
Real talk. It's July 3rd or 4th if you're listening to this. Or, you know, I, it's, we the get, se- it's the second. It's the third if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's what I said. <laughs> it's Independence Day week. Yes. July 4th. Yes. And what it, what really is Independence Day, Jake? Independence Day uh, celebrates, uh, you know, we always call it America's birthday, right? This is when we became a country uh, and we said, enough with that crappy King George <laughs> over in, in England. We are our own people and we are going to rule ourselves. So this more or less is the day that we ratified the Declaration of Independence? I believe it was the day that they signed it, not necessarily... Yeah. The, so, the Congress, the, the Continental Congress got together and made the Declaration of Independence, right? Right. And then they signed it and sent it to the king. That was the day they signed it. This is July 4th, 1776. Correct. And that was marked... I think there'd been some fighting in the year prior. Yes, um, a lot of fighting. Lot Thing, of fight. Things were heated in the colonies. But this pretty much marked the beginning of the Revolutionary War. Kind of. This was. This is what made it official, right? Yes. Uh, this is what made... I mean, you could go back and say, well, all of those skirmishes, you know, things like the Boston Massacre and the Boston Tea Party and things, of, things like that that led to this yeah. event... I would lump those in with the Revolutionary War. Yeah, me yeah. Personally, but oh, th- yeah. this is the one where we declared we had pretty much already told uh, King George to go to hell. But this was us sending him a letter telling him to go to hell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess you know, for the real talk, we just kind of want to talk about a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, what those guys were standing for, and kind of what this country's all about. Yeah. Um, kind of like why we're sitting here drinking coffee yep instead of tea instead of tea yep because we don't drink tea (laughs) (laughs) dude screw tea yeah dude tea was bud light before bud light went woke (laughs) (laughs) man we here we go with the bud light but (laughs) that brand is dead (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, what was the Boston Tea Party was before the um, yeah. So the uh, declaration. Yeah, the Boston Tea Party was because of uh, you know the Tea Act. They they started taxing everything that was sent to the colonies. Right, the colonies were set up by uh, the British in early 1600s. Right. Yeah. They signed a charter said okay you guys go start these colonies over there um they, they funded yeah. yeah they funded it and then they, send the money back to us right they funded the colonization of america that's why king george thought well he should be in- because at the time he did but the problem yeah. the problem was um the american colonies were the lowest of the low for the british right <laughs> yeah. um if you wanted if you were an aspiring colonist you wanted to go to india not to not to america right i don't i don't know that those were like the two big colonies that the british had um, really yeah so you wanted to go to india that was where that's where all the trading was done um yeah it was if, a, if you're in the if you're going to america it's kind of like 
roughing it, right? What was the, uh, it was like the Virginia Trading Company? Or, yeah. Is that yeah. what the name that, it was? Yeah, that was who, that was the company that started the... Jamestown. Started Jamestown, yes. Yeah. See, I got that information from Pocahontas. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Factually accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, eventually, you know, they were here 150 or so years, right? Yeah, uh, just working on establishing the colonies, and right. they did. And they had th- these colonies established, but they were still being treated like the lowest of the low. Um, and it got to the point where they started to form their own independence. And they've uh, the people running the uh, colonies were people that were born here and have lived their whole lives here. Yeah, and, and, at that point. And at that point, it's like, why are we giving our money to England? Like we're our own people here and we can, we can be our own country. It was a 150 year breakup. Yes. And they eventually got to the point where they started to distance themselves, uh, try to distance themselves from the crown. And the King said, no, you're still ours. (laughs) And to prove it to you, we're going to raise your taxes. We're going to impose all these laws. Um, everything that kind of, just threw his weight around, right? Right. And that's that was the tipping point to make them say, "Screw you, we're done." Uh, you know, this date's over. We're we're dumping the yeah. We're gonna dump the tea in the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really like, um, you know, secret societies involving like the founding fathers, like mm-hmm. meeting in secrecy. Yeah. Kind of, you know, man. What was the name of that secret group? We we kind of was talking about it. Uh, it was the Sons of Liberty. Okay, yeah. You heard of that? I've heard of the Sons of Liberty. That's I just had no idea what you're talking about when you brought them up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Now it's probably like name of like biker gangs. and. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. Podcasts like ours. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was like, those were like the founding fathers. They called themselves the Sons of Liberty. Right. And they were uh, meeting in secret. Uh, all this mm-hmm. leading up to throwing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, yeah probably writing that in secret obviously and you know starting that war yep sick of it and that war lasted for roughly eight years um ending with the treaty of paris yeah yep uh we got a lot of help from our friends in france there um so yeah i think it makes sense that i think we had french and spain, spain yeah on our side yep and um the British had, uh, it was like Hungarian or uh, Germans. Yeah. It's like German, Germans. Yeah. German uh, mercenaries pretty much, which is, it's crazy that it's like all of Europe came to America to fight this war. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it was obviously a big deal. Yeah. And, sure. um, but I think there was a lot of history there between, uh, France and England. They had been fighting, uh, you know, in, in the French and Indian war. Um, they basically because the French settled Canada, right? And they had uh, colonies, Canada, Caribbean, uh, you know, all over the place down there. And yeah, the British said, "No, this is ours," and kicked them out. So they were already kind of mad at the the French were already kind of mad at the British for that. So they were more than willing to help us out. So it says casualties and losses. Um, you know, 6,800 uh, colonists dead in battle, uh, 2,100 French 
died in battle. Uh, and 371 dead Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, really not crazy huge numbers when mm-hmm. you read about, you know, compared to other wars. Um, it was an eight-year war, though. I mean, Great Brit- Britain lost 8,500 in battle. And the Germans lost 7,700. So, I mean, just reading those top two, um, Americans were doing work. Like, they yeah. were getting about <laughs> two to one. Yeah. You know. Well, it was kind of like, um, you know, how Kendall talked about how uh, – where he went, where he's going in the Middle East, and really where any anywhere that we go in the world, um, they, they're fighting a different style of war, right? And that we're we were kind of the ones that invented this new style of war, uh, where we catch them off guard and you know hide the trees and shoot at them as they go by instead of stand there lined lined up in a field shooting back and forth <laughs> <laughs> with the dang muskets and yeah. bayonets and stuff from back then <laughs> flintlock cannons and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah. you know it's kind of the whole david and goliath mindset right where you uh you catch them off guard you make them play your game and yeah. they can't they can't play it as well and i mean i think it's kind of easier when you're playing defense just like how yeah more or less, you know, when yeah. you're arriving yeah. on shore. And the other <laughs> thing is the reinforcements can't come quick back then. Like, right. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> no, they cannot. Yeah, because they got a whole ocean to span. And, yep. you know, it's, it's just crazy to think about yep. that time they lived in. But but the other thing uh, that I wanted to touch on was, you know, we talk about uh, how these wars bring on a, uh, you know, a new generation of patriots, right? And this one kind of had the generation of patriots. Um, you know, it, it gave us, you know, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and, and all these uh, yeah. these founding fathers that we look at uh, still today, look at their, their words and their, uh, their guidance for how we should be running our country. Uh, and, you know, we've kind of gotten away from that. And Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to get into it today because just a pure aspect of time. Yeah. But, you know, we, we should at some point go through what the constitution says. Yeah. Uh, the bill of rights, like, I mean, that's very important. And I don't think you can consider yourself a <laughs> true Patriot unless you know what this country is founded on. Right. I mean, maybe we'll do that next episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always good to go back to the beginning, why we started where down this path. Um, and where we're hoping to get to, right? And look and make sure that we're on the correct path to get to our end goal. Yeah. I think it's something we lose sight of often. We're about 240 years into this, and it's still working pretty well. I mean, yeah. some people we're, can argue with that, but... Yeah, it's it's not what it used to be, <laughs> but that, that doesn't mean it's bad, right? Um, I think there's a lot of things that we could be doing better, um, but in the grand scheme of things, we're still superpower of the world, right? Yeah. I mean, we're doing great (laughs) for 240 years later from what these guys laid out and set up and following that, uh, very closely. Yes. These guys were great thinkers, great patriots. And they really foresaw a lot of the problems that, you know, was going on with the British government. Yep. I mean, it's kind of amazing. 
that we that we're sitting here today and superpower it's, of the and world. it's still relevant best <laughs> best country to live in yeah. in the world yeah. i mean i'd argue that anywhere well i i think anybody that would argue against it would be kind of a losing battle because everybody keeps wanting to move here right <laughs> yeah I, I know we kind of have a lot of i mean political angst people yeah. wanting to change the constitution and not follow it but like yeah we're going patriots, through we're going through some stuff right now, but that doesn't mean we can't work it out, right? I think the Patriots are still of the country are still standing strong, and yeah. whether the media wants to cover that or not, that's another story. Right. I think the Patriots are still here. Yeah. And I know they're listening. <laughs> people <laughs> listening to this show feel the same way. Yeah. They're going to fight for the Constitution. Yep. And that's what we're doing here. They aren't going to put us on uh, Fox News or CNN, <laughs> but... That's what we're here for. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. You want to move on to current events? Let's do it. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> we have a few yeah. to talk about. Uh, the big news I saw this week uh, was the Supreme, Co- Supreme Court ruling um, in regards to affirmative action, um, which, of course, is uh, mostly talked about in college admissions. Um, but it can be really just about anywhere job with job hunting and things like so that. Let me ask you this for listeners that haven't been watching the news. Like mm-hmm. what is affirmative action? Affirmative action is, um, it's the idea of promoting, um, less, uh, I don't know, less fortunate groups of people. It's, it's mostly focused on race, but, uh, it also covers things like gender and the idea is um, that these people are, uh, they come from worse backgrounds um, and they are not given the opportunity that people from other backgrounds would have. Yeah. Um, therefore, they should be given the opportunity just based on where they come from. Um, I don't think, I don't think uh, it's just based on what they come from, but it's like, Preferential, more preferential treatment into. Yeah, yeah. Um, it that that I mean, it, the idea is that it's it's considered where they come from, yeah, and that they and that they should be given, yeah. uh, they should be given more opportunity given their, their economic their and right. uh, social yeah sociolog- sociological circumstances. Right. So, the Supreme Court just struck that down. So that has been in law. So there's been, yeah, there's there's been um, lawsuits about yeah. uh, whether it, whether it's fair or not, right? And it's right. it's kind of a hot topic. Yeah, um, it's very divided. But I mean, this is something that the entire world uh, has to address, right? Well, there there are always classes in every society, right? Right. Um, but being the passionate people that we are as Americans, um, we we like to fight about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like you said, it's a hot topic. I mean, obviously the Supreme Court just struck it down. I think what you'd say, mm-hmm. the Democrats are upset about it. Yes. Um, Republicans t- are happy about it. Typically, this is being viewed as a big conservative win. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It, 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 I got mixed feelings about it. Yeah, me too. I, I And I don't think that going... A hundred percent in either direction is necessarily the right, thing. right? But as far as things like um, you know, hiring for jobs, college admissions, 
that sort of thing. I think um, I got a take on this. Yeah. Like, I, I think it becomes a big deal mm-hmm. um, when I'm not opposed to affirmative action, like, uh, you know, in the middle level yeah. of colleges. But when we're talking the elite, yeah, the elite colleges and one of, of the, America, one of the schools that was um, that was being discussed in the Supreme Court case was Harvard. Yeah, so so an elite school. Right? I don't think are at the highest level. Like we're talking Harvard, Yale, all these um, Ivy. Ivy League colleges. Yeah. We're talking the NFL colleges, right? Yeah, and I, and I I don't see that making sense when we're talking about the top level right like, just like how you know there's right. no affirmative action in the nba right or the nfl <laughs> like yeah. the best players get to play right it doesn't matter it's, it, it's like, a meritocracy right you like, have to earn everything that's like, given to you you know there when you get to that level right and i don't think every college is that, that prestigious level. right no, no, but i think it makes no sense at the top level of academia and, and it has no place there yeah now when we're going to try to give people opportunities, sure, and lower and lower level, like let's be honest, there's lower levels of colleges. Sure, yeah, and I, I think it might make sense there, right? Not at the top level, yeah. like you, you well, get what I'm saying. So the issue kind of goes a little bit deeper because um, what happens is the college says I have to fill X number of spots with black students, right? Yeah. So they take they take black students who come from good backgrounds, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, th- those those exist, absolutely. So they, those are getting filled by people who are given advantage in life anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, your spots at Harvard, you're not taking a kid that struggles to read because he went to a poor school and didn't get a good education. Yeah. You know, you're not putting that kid in Harvard. And if you were, you'd be doing him a disservice anyway. But these kids that are filling those spots already came from a good background anyway. So they have every, they have the same opportunity or at least similar opportunity to be successful as the, the, the white kids from the similar communities. Right. Um, So really that's that's one reason why I don't believe um, that this is a good place for affirmative action. The second is if you were to put, like I said, if you put those kids that uh, don't perform as well um, because they come from poor schools um, and they don't have the education level that that the uh, higher schools, high schools come uh, are, are able to provide them. When you put those small fish into the big pond, yeah, they drown, man. They get eaten alive. Uh, and we talked about it with the David versus Goliath. It's always better to be the big fish in the small pond. I was just thinking about right. That, this whole so it, it's you're you're forcing these kids, or you're you're allowing these kids that should not be there to be there, and that it's harming their ability to grow because they're. They're, they can't keep up. They don't have the foundation, right? They're just not, they're going to get lost in there and right. not really do anything. So not even reach their own potential. The the potential. best thing to do is not to apply this idea at, at the college level, but at the elementary school level, right? 
we need to make sure that these kids have, yeah, uh, you know, that there are no poor schools, that yeah. we need to make sure that these kids are given the same baseline education from the very beginning. It's tough. It, like you said, it, but the problem is now it's all deeper than that. It is. Yeah. It's all, it, it's easy to just say that, but. But yeah. how, right? How <laughs> yeah. do you, how do you do that? And that, it's, and that's where somebody way smarter than me needs to figure it out. But <laughs> because like when you get into this, it's all, it's included in everything and like the government funding and everything. Yeah. Like these colleges have to do this stuff. Right. Like it's there. They get their funding cut. For right. They're, you know, yep. it's just, a, it's a big mess. It is. And it, I don't think there's, I mean, I get the premise of it, but it's like yeah. in action, it makes America worse. It does. Because, it does. You know, we need our top brains to be in those. To be the top brains. At, to, be, to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and to be at the best universe. I mean, that's right. just that's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, because the reality is America is actually falling. You see, like, the test average test scores for all these standard, standardized tests are going down. Yes. Sharply. Yes. Like. And the. the uh, in high schools. Like you right. said, our focus needs to <laughs> go down. But the. Uh, the content hasn't changed, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, in, it's been a recent news in the last couple of weeks. Like yeah. standardized test scores for high school students have sharply dropped after yeah. COVID. Of course, because there's. I mean, they were forced to go to or uh, you know learn from home, right? Uh, Zoom calls for all of just their all their classes. Off. Yeah, nobody's doing that. Now we just have a bunch of dumb kids about to enter the <laughs> workforce. Literally, and I, I kind of see them already. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, sure. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. Not good. Yep. Just a great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of people are moving to the homeschool because for many reasons. Sure. Um, like, uh, I don't know. It's like because daycare is getting hard to find. And, mm-hmm. um the other reason would be they don't agree with some of these political agendas being pushed Push. into certain school districts. Yep. And, you know, people allowing it to happen. And I don't, I don't necessarily think homeschooling is a great idea. I don't No, I, I have no intention of homeschooling my children. Um, I can see the, the benefit of it. Um, you know, you control what they, it might work what in, they learn in some situations if you have a really good parent like really good but yeah, yeah they're still missing out on the social, social interaction yep, yeah absolutely like you can't replicate that you cannot um you know learning how to how to deal with your peers is is a big deal um you know communication and um you know the social relations is oh you develop a lot of your uh, prefrontal cortex <laughs> cortex like right. that's controlling these emotions you feel when something doesn't go your way. Right. And absolutely. Like that's a big, that's a big human development thing. Yeah. And you can't cause yeah. What happens, what happens is you go out into the real world when you become an adult and you've never learned how to deal with uh conflict and, yeah. and, and stress and all of this. And, and then you like got to get back up every day and deal with it again. Yeah. yeah. If you're not used to that, you're already behind. Yeah. Cause you got to deal with that work all yeah, the time all the time, or business or whatever you decide to do. Like right. every day is a, you know, battle. Unless, unless you're going to live in a doomsday uh, bunker, 
summer. by yourself unless, <laughs> unless your parent creates this homeschool society utopia <laughs> yeah. that you get to live in all the parents just yeah you never have to leave you, know, you gotta tend the gardens and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> raise the next generation of homeschool <laughs> like a cult yeah but anyways what i mean go wrong? there's a lot now granted you know you do have some sway if you don't like what's going on at your school you could you know move become schools, part right? of like yeah the board or just move yeah like you know if people like miss that like kind of like the i always think about this when i see the killdozer guy mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know that story uh-uh. oh you don't the killdozer uh-uh. his name is like Vern something in colorado it happened in the 90s nothing was going his way and there's a documentary on netflix too but Nothing was going his way. The town was attacking his business, uh, just colluding to screw his screw him over because they wanted his shop. Yeah, and they're like, it's a big uh, uh, ordeal with like the water line. It was just all po- political. Right, and uh, he got mad, and eventually he bought this bulldozer. It's like a D eight or something, and he he wanted to buy it and flip it. Was his yeah. idea? Then he decided. You know, no one's buying this dozer from me because they don't like me, blah, blah, blah. This is all political, this town, this county, everything, blah, blah, blah. So he decided to weld up an armored, encased, uh, you know, dozer and go on a rampage and put his whole town down. And eventually he blew his own brains out at the end. But when his dozer, like, overheated. (laughs) Dumb story. A lot of people, like, see him as a patriotic hero standing up to the man i see him no. as a fucking idiot yeah like just move just, just move, move your shop just move away yeah. like if, yes. if you're in a place where people are not treating you that they're treating you that way right just leave if, if you're unhappy where you're at if you hate everything move. about where you're at and all the people there <laughs> yeah. the great thing about america is you just move to a different you can move. state you can move yeah. to a different town start a new life start a new life yeah. yep. i mean in a micro level even with your kids with school like find a school yeah that you want your kid to go to, right? Uh, whether it be public or private, or right. just make it happen. Yeah. Like, because you, it's. It, I would hate to see people rob their kid from that uh, development. Yeah, like the social development, right? And then expect them to thrive later. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Psychology major in me coming out, but <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you have anything else on current events you want to talk about? I did not. Okay, that was my only current event. That's fine. Um. What the crap? <laughs> crap. I, got I, feel, I feel like we need like a, like a buffer. Mu- music, music, transition yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We got, well, we got the one for the Biden, uh, yeah. Trump thing, but, but work on that. All right. I got two this week. Uh, happy to hear it. First one is in Indianapolis. Um, woman goes down to check her mail at the end of the driveway and a uh, guy pulls up on a bicycle and uh, holds her at gunpoint. Says, sorry, I have to do this. Times are tough. Uh, you know, I, I need some valuables. I need some money. I'm going to rob you. <laughs> oh, and, he was actually a real nice robber? Oh, yeah. He was super nice about it. Is uh, this on video or something? Or? No, this is just her account of it. <laughs> the victim's account. Um, so... He explained how he doesn't want to do this. Times are tough, that sort of thing. Uh, and he said, I promise I'll pay you back. Oh, okay. 
So he makes her get out her phone and add him on Facebook. He told her what his name was. He said, yep, that's me right there. He, she added him on Facebook and he leaves. So then he starts messaging her <laughs> that night saying how, things, how she was too pretty to rob. It felt oh, so, so he bad did not rob her? her. No, he robbed. He got a hundred, he got a hundred bucks off of her, oh, but he man. intends to pay her back. Oh, so he says, yeah, you know, you're, uh, you know, you were too pretty to rob. I feel so bad about it. Um, I'm going to pay you back when I, you know, times are tough, but when they get better, I'm going to pay you back. Uh, he asked her if she wants to come chill. <laughs> Good God. And then, uh, of course she turned him into the cops and said, Hey, here's his Facebook account. And this is the guy. <laughs> here's all of our messages. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is in Indianapolis. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to look this up. <laughs> See this guy. Who is this guy? Oh, hold on. Just, I, a, just a hopeless romantic. A hopeless romantic <laughs> that's fallen on hard times. Emphasis da- on the hopeless. His, yeah, his name is Damian Boyce. He's 31 years old. Uh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> well, falling on hard times, man. <laughs> like, I, I just was... Dude, that guy's... <laughs> his mind is so warped. Like he really thought he was going to have something with this girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was charged with armed robbery and, uh, possessing a gun as a felon. So he was already a felon. Wasn't even supposed to have a gun. And uh, you going to jail now. He's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a feel good robbery story. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, my other one is, uh, it's a little graphic, so viewer discretion advised, I guess. So is mine, so in advance. <laughs> but this one is a wild story, uh, and it comes to us from State College, Pennsylvania, where, of course, you have Penn State University. Yeah, that's like, where is Penn State? It's far east, right? Uh, no, it is like geographic center. Uh, of it's Pennsylvania. Like exactly in the middle of Pennsylvania. Very long state. Very long state. It's a, uh, yeah. End to end, it's quite a drive. Yeah. Um, so, State College, Pennsylvania. Um, they are having problems with people stealing hand sanitizer out of the bathrooms in the state park. So, they put up cameras uh, trying to find out who's doing this so they can put a stop to it. Is this like, we're going back to 2020 or something? It's like COVID? No, this is, <laughs> it was just this year. Just, you hand you, sanitizer, man. You remember the big hand sanitizer <laughs> craze? The shortage, yeah. So, uh, anyway, they find on these cameras in the state park um, something that was very odd. It's a man walking his dog wearing nothing but hiking boots and a backpack. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> and then they, uh, they watch the video and see what he does, and he starts doing stuff with his dog in the park. He's uh, having sexual relations with his dog. On camera. On, well, he doesn't know it's on camera. They put the cameras up trying to catch the... Uh, well, he brings his own camera. So he's got uh, he's got an iPad or something that he's filming it while he's... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the police end up tracking him down. Um, they matched up uh, his license plate. They matched up his backpack and they matched up his dog because his dog is a collie with one eye. It was missing its left eye. 
Um, and when he shows up to the, they show up to this guy's house. Hey, look, there's the dog. Well, where's the hand sanitizer coming to play? Are you gonna That's just that? why they put the cameras up. If it wasn't for the hand sanitizer, they would have never put the cameras up and they would have never known this dude was banging his dog in the state park. <laughs> yeah. So come to find out this guy is a professor at Penn state. Oh my gosh. He's been a professor there since 1991. He's an engineering professor and he's won, you know, dozens of awards for his, for his gosh. work in the field. What a twist. <laughs> he, I was imagining like homeless, like no. looking meth head dude. Bang no, he's, a, he's in his sixties. Uh, you know, just a, He's he's a well-respected professor at Penn State. I bet the student's absolute. I bet he's a, such a jerk. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, uh, his his rate my professor. Uh, <laughs> oh, I it was about that. yeah, it was pretty positive until this story came out, and now it's basically just a bunch of stuff about him banging his dog. I forgot <laughs> about the rate my professor. That was a big deal. Yeah, like that will really help you navigate through public college all colleges so yeah i mean there people there are kids taking his class college kids taking his classes not anymore i'm sure oh no he's been placed on leave and uh relieved of his duties forever uh, forever um and it, it turns out when he uh when they questioned him on it he confessed and he says he's been doing this since 2014 with his dog dude this in, guy's messed in up state park man. Uh, he said, this is how he blows off steam. <laughs> this is his idea of blowing off steam. Uh, this guy needs put down. <laughs> He's got nothing, <laughs> nothing uh, left to contribute here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Damn. think he just took the uh, term doggy style a little too seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't understand it. Like, so apparently he was doing this inside of the public park buildings. Like how'd they get him on camera? That it was the the camera was outside so that they could see who was coming into the bathroom to steal the hand sanitizer, right? <laughs> so he like walked in front of the bathroom in like back in the woods and they could see him still on the camera that they had posted outside. So apparently he'd do this and then just douse himself in hand sanitizer. No, I think you just I think you're thinking way too much into the hand sanitizer. The hand sanitizer just got us the cameras that caught the guy. This is an unrelated he would, crime. It, yes. He was not the he hand. He was not the hand sanitizer thief. Uh, he was just banging his dog. Okay. He was just <laughs> trying to find a, but, not, a nice public place. <laughs> a nice public place <laughs> to, to bang walk, his dog. To walk around with just hiking boots and record him banging his dog. This guy's nuts. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, do you want to take a guess? You know, he's a professor. He's uh, he's got his PhD in engineering. <laughs> do you want to take a guess where he got his PhD? <laughs> I already know what you're say. <laughs> say it. The University of Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> I bet you just love that. <laughs> oh man, I I started laughing so hard when I was reading that article to drop that. That one was. Are you sure this wasn't on the Onion? No, it was <laughs> the Enquirer. Oh yeah, it's much better. Um, well, my uh, what the crap is also ridiculous. Um, 
comes from Gay E Magazine. So you know, like okay. E, e, e Entertainment. Magazine, but this is the, Gay. The gay section of it. Yeah. This is Gay E. Um, I have a little story on uh inmate that has recently been released from uh, prison. That he spent approximately uh better part of thirty years in prison. His name is Fleece Johnson. Um, but he's been released. He earned the nickname while in prison. His name is, uh, he's the booty warrior. Um, he was initially sentenced to 10 years for armed robbery, but his, um, sentence kept getting, um, added to because Mm -hmm. he sexually assaulted approximately 157, uh, males while in prison. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I, he's, yeah. Assault on a corrections officer, assaults on prisoners. Uh, he's actually went he on assaulted um, a corrections officer. I don't. I don't know if that was like a sexual assault uh, or, or just, just uh, fighting him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy's off the chain. Yeah. What's crazy is he's out now, <laughs> and he's been he's been on shows such as Lock Up Raw, The Code of Convicts, blah blah blah, all this stuff. I mean, this is just one crazy dude, but. I don't know why. Why this is my what the crap? I'm just like, you know, they always make jokes about you know going to prison. You go, don't drop the soap, but yeah. this guy, he's the reason they make the jokes. Yeah, so he's really, uh, you know, I'll just let him use his own words. But when Lockup visited Kentucky State Penitentiary, we met Fleece Johnson, a longtime inmate who practices a very different kind of homosexuality. But we have sexual desires, right? So you got a bunch of men locked up in one place. All of them get hard. All of them's horny. All of them got sexual desires. So what are they going to do? You won't let them have a woman. They're going to have each other. Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. And it's just that simple. <laughs> the most uh, memorable story that Fleece told us was about the place and importance that booty has in a maximum security penitentiary. And he went on about it and on about it. In his prison, booty. Booty was uh, more important than food. Booty, a man's butt. It was more, (laughs) I'm certain. It was more booty, having some booty. Drinking water, man. I like booty. Johnson went on to tell our crew <laughs> how he used to satisfy his sexual desires, especially during the 1970s and 80s, when he was most active and prison security was more lax. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, You come here. I say, I'm telling you what. Uh, now I like you, and I want you. And uh, uh, we can do it the easy way or the hard way. So the choice is yours, right? Yeah. What well, they said, they pants, pants they butt. It's a style, they call it some sort of gangster style. You know, it's sexy to us, right? <laughs> and see, but they weren't prepared for this, right? So. You said your pants and her, man, somebody be up in your butt. 
you know, and it just said so. Johnson even let the lockup crew know that when he was in his prime, they wouldn't be safe from his advances either. Enough of this guy, but that guy does not need to be in society. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he—he's one of those guys that's probably happier in jail. You know, like why is this guy getting out? Well, now he's happily married, and oh, good for him. They ask him, you know, if he misses anything about prison, and he like just gave some just he's like wow, yeah, crazy all the booty. He misses the <laughs> mo- the booty, man's butt. So. I just I wanted to share that. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's the type of people that just live in prison. Yeah. And they get addicted to booty. <laughs> More and, important uh, than water. Yeah, he's out right now. And uh, just just free. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, I can't really find where he lives, but if you guys know of any Fleece Johnsons or Booty Warriors by you, just might want to relocate yourself and your family it sounds like he's from kentucky good lord Gee well whiz. he was uh well he was in prison in kentucky so i don't know might not have strayed far yeah anyways don't don't do crime if you can't pay the time you might just run into a booty warrior <laughs> That dude looked crazy as hell, too. Yes. Hey, did you look him up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you got anything on sports? Yeah, light, light week on sports this week. Um, but I did want to kind of touch on this story. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Rocco's Pizza and Cantina in Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, Omaha, Nebraska, um, they host the College World Series. Uh, every year, right? Yeah. So the uh, they have started up this tradition where they sell these Jello shots, and uh, they keep track of you know you buy a Jello shot, you tell them what team you're rooting for, and they keep a running tally of which team buys the most Jello shots, um, and then they donate the proceeds to the uh, the local food banks for all of these uh, teams. Nice. So LSU, um, they won the College World Series this year. I actually saw that. Yeah, it was a pretty exciting World Series. Uh, but they also won the Jello shot uh, record. Yeah. Uh, the previous record was eighteen thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven Jello shots. Oh my! Gosh. Which was this is over a couple week span right while the college world series is going on yeah still uh but that was from uh old miss last year they they bought eighteen thousand, almost nineteen thousand jello shots that's insane uh lsu smashed that record um they bought sixty eight thousand eight hundred eighty eight. it's so almost sixty nine thousand in, in a two-week period in, in like two weeks yeah what dude that i'm like Getting nauseous thinking about that. LSU can party, man, let me tell you. Oh, gosh. I don't know that that record will ever be beaten. That's insane. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I wonder if they're like dollar shots. Or uh, I think they were couple. five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like half a mil. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money. Wow. But it's amazing. Yeah. No, it's like it's close. It's like 400000 probably. Yeah. Plus tips. Probably tip <laughs> Plus, on each shot. Oh, yeah. 
But good for them. Let's see, the second closest. Bad for the liver. <laughs> bad for the liver. Yeah. The second closest uh, was actually Wake Forest. They had seven thousand. Oh, so this year? This year. Yeah. That's LSU had 68. <laughs> that's insane, dude. That is crazy. I saw something sad on the sports waves this week. Yeah. Is uh, it? Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett, yeah. 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 Another drowning. Drowning. Yeah. Uh, the uh, He didn't make it. It sounded like he was in Destin. Uh, of course, Ryan Mallett, um, for those who don't know, he was uh, he was a NFL backup quarterback. Um but he played at the University of Michigan, actually, uh, before transfer, transferring to Arkansas. And he, yeah. uh, he had he's a, a big name. He's a pretty big name. Uh, he was one of the top recruits coming out of high school, and he was, uh, you know, he was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Um, you know, when he was down there at Arkansas, and he spent some time with the Patriots. I think he was with the Texans for a while. Um, so just kind of bounced around the league. Um, but now he's a high school coach. Was a high school coach. Um, unfortunately he, uh, sounds like he got pulled out by, uh, some riptides and he, uh, he didn't make it. He drowned. Um, yeah, I saw conflicting reports about the riptides and, uh, the Okaloosa County sheriff was kind of saying there was no, they're on yellow flag day. Like they have the flag system about the dangerous currents and mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, the investigation's. Not much you can say about the conditions that day if you weren't there, but mm-hmm. everybody's, I don't know. I saw conflicting things about riptides. Yeah. I don't know, but it, nevertheless, what happened, he ended up drowning. Yeah. And, you know, it's tragic. Very. Awful. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like he, uh, you know, he struggled in his professional career, um, couldn't really find a footing, but he had, he had, uh, kind of found a place for him um and that was coaching high school football yeah, uh, and it, it sounds like he was doing uh you know a great job the community loved him he loved doing it and he, he had finally you know reached a pretty good place in his life and uh it's awful it's awful very sad mm-hmm. uh, did you have much else no like i said it was uh i was kind of out of the sports world this week did is the nba finals over yeah it ended like three weeks ago <laughs> Who won that? Remember the Nuggets won, and uh, Nikola Jokic just wanted to go. He wanted to skip oh, the parade yeah. to go home. He just wanted yeah. to go home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. I was just <laughs> wondering. I, I haven't been watching TV, sports, nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I shared something yesterday. Like, there's like a video of this guy. It's like me getting my news from memes because I don't watch the news. <laughs> yeah. That's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I guess it's time. We got the Biden gaffe or the Trump laugh? It's gonna be. <laughs> it is. It's a Biden gaffe, just like it is every week. <laughs> Except for the one week that it was a Trump laugh. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, this is Joe Biden. Basically telling on himself he's uh bragging about how much time he spent with uh the chinese president um how you say his name xi ping or whatever Mm -hmm. here he is long said i mean this i was on the tibetan plateau 
with Xi Jinping. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him. I've spoken with him more than any other head of state because it started when I was vice president and President Hu was the president and he was the vice president. We knew he was going to be successful. It was inappropriate for Barack to spend that time with him, but I, I spent a lot of time with him. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter 68 times, 68 hours, 68 times, more than 68 hours. By the way, I turned in all my notes. I've long said... So he spent 68 meetings with the Chinese president, and he's, he said it was inappropriate for Brock to do that, but he did. Yeah. It's not for him. I don't know, dude. It's just like... It sounds like he's saying that... Uh, like the things that they were talking about, um, it would not be a good use of the president's time, oh. but it was a good use of the vice president's time to build those relationships, I, and that's why he's he's kind of. I think I think what he's trying to say is that he has a good relationship with the Chinese president. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say, yeah. but it's like no one wants that. No <laughs> one wants you to have a great relationship with the Chinese president. I mean, I don't. I think I think it would be nice for them to have a. Uh, civil a like a mutual respect yeah uh, relationship i think he kind of has a he sells out our own people for china kind of relationship yeah like what we don't want that why does he need to meet with him 68 times yeah i don't know like you said more than any other country so yeah Yeah, it's just not good i mean they're communists dude they just are yeah i mean they they cause us a lot of problems yes that damn tiktok Spy balloons. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you gotta put her back on the rails. All right. Oh land, land, land! Hear the word of the Lord, Jeremiah twenty-two, twenty-nine. What's that mean? It means your country or your community if you spread the word of God then you'll have a strong community or um, a strong country mm-hmm. what's that what why why was uh, why would that give you a strong community a strong country because they will have a relationship with God yeah, very good. Good job, buddy. I mean, it's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't get all caught up in these news headlines, people trying to rile us up and divide us. I mean, really, where we can all make an impact is with the people around us. Yep. So, hope you guys keep doing that, keep spreading that love and positivity. And I uh, hope you guys have and have had a great weekend and have a great holiday tomorrow. Enjoy it and remember why we do what we do.